Paranormal Perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by... 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. Taking a look at the unseen world around us. A world of shadows. Unheard whispers. Restless souls. Strange creatures. We'll explore these topics and more. Not for answers. It is called the unknown for a reason. Come and find me. By the end of this episode, you'll have a new perception on the paranormal. I'm watching Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. That is me. Hello, everybody. Welcome. You know the saying, better late than never. Happy New Year. I, I know I said we'd be back maybe the second week in, or I, actually I said towards, right after Thanksgiving, but obviously didn't make that date. But we're here, season number three of Paranormal Perception kicks off. And a lot of you know, listen to the other podcast that a lot of know that we, we did, a, we had a move, we relocated to a brand new city. So as most of you that have moved know, that's gets pretty chaotic so sorry thanks for hanging and we're we're here like i said season three kicks off now and with a new city comes new hopefully new friends i'm gonna introduce you on this first episode i'm gonna introduce you to a couple of paranormal groups paranormal researchers here in orange county but both of them i asked around and i said you know who who does stuff around here but with the paranormal who has tours who has lockdowns who who investigates and a couple of names came up so i'm gonna introduce them to you on this very episode. First is OC Ghosts and Legends. You can go to ocghostsandlegends.com. I have a link on the show description. You guys can go check it out and, and see everything and, and hopefully be a, be a part of it also. On the talk about it is their executive director and lead investigator, Chris August. Chris, welcome to Paranormal Perception. Hey, thank you for having me. Th- thanks for coming on. So so let's start. let's start. First of all, I was reading through your website. And you said you've always had a fascination and a fear of all things paranormal. And, and that sounds weird describing somebody who leads a paranormal group. So talk about how, what, what do you mean exactly? You had a fascination, but a fear at the same time of everything paranormal. What, what, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I always say that I've, I've, I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> um, I, I, I grew up being terrified of things that we don't understand, you know, be it the monster in the closet, aliens abducting you. Um, you know, I always say, watch a lot of unsolved mysteries. Uh, you know, I had a, a, an unrealistic fear of tornadoes, for example. I grew up in Orange County, live in Orange County, still do. I have never even come close to experiencing a tornado in my entire life. However, since uh, childhood, as far back as I can remember, I have been terrified of tornadoes. Yet, growing up, uh, I wanted to be a storm chaser. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it scares me so much, but I want to pursue it. I want to understand it. Um, So nothing paranormal particularly happened to me growing up. But uh, it was something that, you know, I did lie awake at night as a kid and growing up and, and, 
you know, imagining, you know, my, my eyes playing tricks on me and seeing uh, a shadow formulating in front of me. And, you know, that, that terrified me. So, but, you know, if you asked me uh, 10 years ago, if I would be doing this, I'd tell you, you are absolutely crazy. So things happen uh, in strange ways. Life works in weird ways. Well, we'll, we'll get into that story in a, in a little bit. But, but now that you are the lead investigator for a paranormal, uh, for a normal group, do you, do you see the paranormal a little bit differently now? Or is it still pretty much the same? Do, I'm sorry, do you, were you asking, do I see it the same? Yeah, do you, do you still have the same fear? I guess we will call it, or, or is it is it more of, more of an interest more than the fear now? You know, I'd be lying to you if I told you it didn't. It wasn't still something that was a little unsettling to me. But uh, you know, as I've been in this field for a while and, and conducting numerous investigations into alleged haunted locations, uh, you know, I like to say and and to think that ghosts get a bad rap. And uh, it, it is still intimidating. You know, there are definitely moments when you're in the dark and in a really scary place and, uh, you know, you, you're a little unsettled. But I think a lot of that, most of it is, is psychological and, you know, really just kind of psyching yourself out. Yeah, I mean, it, so, you, at this point, you, you've done shows, you, you, you consult on some of the uh, paranormal shows. So obviously you, you're not that afraid of it, but... Doing the shows and also not being part of uh, OC Ghosts and Legends, do you? What have you learned about the paranormal that you you didn't even think about or knew was a thing when you were younger? Um, I think you know I grew up, and I think kids today, and even adults today, people in general, we we can blame television, we can blame movies and media that you know anything paranormal is is uh, inherently evil. It's dark. It's um, bad. And as I mentioned before, as I've been doing this, I think I think ghosts and spirits and the thought of that gets a bad rap. And you know, I've been doing this for you know at least officially um, for over ten years now. And I've never honestly encountered anything where I was fearful of my life. I felt threatened. That I it made me do horrible things. Um, I think, you know, we, we go into things believing that this, this, like I said, is, is just something that's bad. And I think people make certain situations out to be, you know, more, uh, unhealthy and evil than it really is. And I think it's a matter of if there is something going on, if something is really happening there, that's paranormal. Let's just, you know. Let's say, for the sake of argument, let's say it is there. Uh, what are they trying to communicate and why? And we, we are so scared of things that we don't understand, which is what makes it scary. But I think if we were to try to, to put that fear aside for a minute and, and try to understand if there really is something that is trying to communicate, you know, let's, let's put that aside for a minute and really try to make sense of this. And that is challenging for me because I grew up being so afraid of, of this concept and things I can't see or things that are not supposed to be there. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's if you do receive some communication through whatever means or avenue that is, it really is pretty darn cool. But uh, I don't think it's so scary as, as uh, the media 
and people in general will make it out to be. I think that's half the fun is trying to make sense of it and maybe attempt to understand it. Yeah, I, I, that do think that is pretty sad is the word I use uh, that, you know, like you said, everything, anything that's paranormal or, or if somebody hears something or they think they see something, like you said, right away, it's something demonic, something evil. But I, I will say, I'm sure you've seen it also with OC Ghosts and Legends. I would say in the past seven, eight years, there's been more, I use the word acceptance, more of an acceptance of the paranormal, where before it was pretty taboo, you don't talk about it, but, but now there is. I mean, in your opinion, why, why do you think there there is much more of an acceptance uh, in the paranormal now? Well, one, I think it's a double-edged sword. It's good and bad. Uh, and, and we do have... Uh, we can say thank you to certain programs such as your ghost adventures, your ghost hunters, you know, regardless of what we think of them, I may not necessarily subscribe to their, to their tactics, to their, how they do things. Um, But because of things like that being presented on a national scale, we do have uh, that exposure to the public. Whereas, you know, even five years ago, 10 years ago, uh, when you talk to people or even mention the word ghosts or spirits or paranormal, people were uh, less comfortable to talk about it, or they would just kind of, you know, scoff at you and just think you're you're kind of nuts. But what I've learned in all these years that, and as is an honest, honest statement here, I have yet to interact with somebody who was at the very least not curious. I, you know, and I, I can't speak for everybody. I'm sure there are definitely people out there who, you know, don't want anything to do with it. And there are, um, but in all the interactions with the public that I've had, people are really curious and they're open and most people, you know, may have a ghost story of their own or they've heard stories and they're fascinated and at the very least, it's it's not as taboo of a topic that it used to be. And people, more or less, they, they have stories, or they they who doesn't like a good ghost story in general. So it's yeah, we have media to thank, but at the same time, people watch these shows and they think that's how it really works. They think that, you know, anybody who who researches the paranormal is out there to summon demons, that people are being thrown across a room, that tables and chairs are being chucked and crazy things are happening. But uh, that's not the reality. You may be waiting around and standing around for something that may never happen. And so people have this high expectation, uh, especially even for a tour or one of our lockdown events, we really try to set the bar low and say, whatever you've seen on TV, forget it. You know, we, we're not going to guarantee you you're going to see or experience a thing, but you are going to have a great time. You're going to learn a lot, and hopefully you'll have more of an appreciation and, and uh, some insight into what this field is. And uh, so it, it, it it's a double-edged sword. It's good, and it kind of sucks, at least for people who are in the field and in the industry. Yeah, I'm with you. I've always yeah, said the you, ghosts, spirit, they're not performers. So, yeah, like you said, they're not going to come out on command just because you tell them to. So everybody be ready for that when you go out on the tour or anything. So there's a little bit about Chris. If you want to know more, you're going to have to get to know Chris, and he'll probably tell you tell you a lot more of that. So like I said, now let's get the story from you. How did you get involved with OC Ghosts and Legends? Uh, well, it's always a, a long, complex story, but I'll try to put this in a nutshell. Um you know, years ago, 
um, I, I did a, you know, I guess a, a more or less a, a paranormal walk or uh, miniature investigation aboard the Queen Mary in Long Beach. And I did that with my sisters. We just did it as something fun to do, something different as kind of a bonding experience. And, you know, we had a great time. And I, after that particular evening, I, it's, I, I had a, a set of experiences that took place after I was on that ship. And these things went on for a period of time. And I never encountered anything remotely paranormal, at least personally speaking. Um, so it was really kind of bizarre, but, you know, didn't necessarily want to jump to conclusions about it um, or really go there. So, you know, I'd use more logic and kind of chalk it up to something, you know, more natural or, or logical. Right. But, uh, you know, I made a return trip and, you know, things kind of quieted down for a while. And then I decided to go back sometime later. And after that trip, uh, a series of events started to happen again that were very bizarre. And be that shadow apparitions, be uh, be that my cup moving across the table, uh, hearing whispers and voices in my ear, um, just really bizarre things. So uh, long story short, I ended up befriending the original actual founder of OC Ghosts and Legends. He really just kind of did this as a hobby. And, um, you know, I ended up going out to Black Star Canyon, which he was spending a lot of time researching and investigating. And uh, we really hit it off. I think he really appreciated my enthusiasm and that I was asking those questions that maybe a lot of people don't ask. I was really engaged and we connected. And before you know it, we ended up getting out there in the field and, and visiting various locations, reporting, um, collecting information, and finding ourselves uh, getting into locations that we never never thought possible or, and that have never been investigated since. So the, the bug, so to speak, took over. And uh, here we are. Yeah, and now, like I said, you're you're the executive director, the lead investigator. So ever since you took over as, as the lead and the executive director, how how whether by you or just organically, how has OC Ghosts and Legends? How has it changed from from what it was when you first joined? Um, uh, we definitely have, you know, we're, we we definitely have a lot more structure. And in in the beginning, you know, we were just two guys who were just, you know wanted to get anywhere and everywhere that we could find. And we were very serious about it. Um, but I really wanted to try to engage the public more. And people wanted to talk about this stuff. And the things that we collected, I felt that this is worthy of sharing with people. People need to know what's going on here, or at least share with them. This is what happened. We're not telling you it's, it's paranormal, but, you know, judge for yourself. Uh, our team today is, you know, we got very loyal, loyal people. And, you know, we live and die on our reputation. So we are very structured, uh, you know, very disciplined. We report on everything that we do. Um, and not to say that that wasn't the case before, but our family has grown. Initially, it was just two of us, and uh, you, it, it's you're initially hesitant to bring more people into the fold. You know, you got more different personalities of people merging together, and that could that could be a bad thing. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing, yeah. but um, you know, we're not a team of ego, and 
that's great. We all have varying uh, viewpoints, varying opinions, and that's healthy, and we should challenge each other. Nobody is required to agree with a thought, a concept, or a theory. Uh, the goal is that everyone needs to think for themselves. So our team is a, a, a melting pot of different people of all walks of life and people who have varying viewpoints. So we are not required to all think and see things the exact same way. At the end of the day, we need to challenge each other and we need to ask questions. So, you know, the, the day that, uh, you know, we all are thinking the same exact way is, is I think, is I think, in my opinion, is a problem. We should always be challenging each other and not just yesing one another. Uh, we, we need to all have a mind of our own. So we're a very different um, organization from what it was many years ago when it was just uh, Matt and I. So it's, it's crazy how we've grown. I'm really proud of it. And that's actually the perfect segue because I, I noticed on the website you're, you're actually looking to grow. You're, you have uh, the Paratim Field Audition. So talk a little bit about that. If somebody's listening and says, hey, I want to be a part of OC, OC Ghosts and Legends, tell them what, what that entails and what, how, how do they be a part of it. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, we are doing a what we call the Field Audition. Uh, this is the first one we've done in three years. And we actually did our Field Audition uh, three years ago in the same location. And uh, it's it's a very it's a location that's very near and dear to us, uh, the Camino Real Playhouse in San Juan Capistrano, and this gives people an opportunity to uh, come on out and just one be themselves. We don't want anybody to try to be something they're not. This is not an audition for people to try to catch something. That's not what this is about. We are looking for how somebody interacts, how they work with the team. Um, if they're, you know, somebody who's confident about sharing ideas and being able to even submit to, hey, you know what, I I think it's worth thinking about that, that they're not, they, it's not their way or the highway. We want leaders, but we want people who are not afraid to um, retreat and say, you know, I think you're right. You, it probably is that. Thank you for uh, explaining that. Um, we're, this is an opportunity for people to come out and without, they don't have to have any experience. That's not a requirement. Uh, we are willing to train the right people, but I think what we're going to try to instill in people when they come out to an audition is that, you know, we are not a team that's a revolving door. We are looking for long-term people. We are looking for people who uh, want to see the team grow and be a part of that and continue to earn the respect of our community and our peers. Um, it's, a, it's a group that involves commitment and uh, commitment to participating, commitment to being there. And we're excited to add people and it's not everybody's cup of tea. I think people, have a perception as we just talked about from television and they get into an investigation, they realize, huh, I don't know if I could really stand around and do this all night. (laughs) (laughs) It's really my cup of tea. Um, But it's not just the investigation. The most important aspect of an investigation or taking on a case is what you do before it, 
in what you do after. It's, it's assessing all that information, digging into the location. Um, you know, the point is retrieving information, uh, uh, collecting data, and reviewing that data. So we quickly eliminate people who want to just come and play and who don't want to do the work after. So we take it very seriously, and we all decided as a team recently that, okay, I think you know, we think we're ready. We're ready to uh, welcome other people and, and allow ourselves to grow even more. I can respect what, what you're saying, what you're looking for. The, in other words, you're not looking for people who just, you know, want to put their foot in, in, in the water and test it out. And, okay, maybe it's not for me. I'm leaving. I, I can respect the fact that you want someone who, who's, t- who's for real, who's taking it for And you're saying you're not coming to be a TV star. So it, this is the real deal. And, yeah, I got to say, having done a few investigations of myself yeah it, it it definitely is not what what you see on television first of all you know it, it's like 30 minutes or an hour so when you're on an investigation yeah you're going to be out there for a while and there may be instances where you don't get anything at all so you got to be ready for that and, and i say a lot of it is the people you meet there the the team it, they become like a family I mean, I mean i'm sure you can you can attest to that chris they become like a family and, and it, it's the friendship that you make it's not just the investigating that's part of it but it's also the the people who share in the in the interest and in, in, and believe in the things that you believe in also so that that's another added plus to, to going out there and being part of the team oh yeah that come that camaraderie is unlike anything else and and we are a very tight group of people. We, we are a small family. And uh, we really, honest to God, enjoy being around each other. <laughs> so that's a, that's a plus. And, you know, getting out there and being able to work together and travel together. Um, but it, it is a commitment. And it's uh, we take that seriously. But, you know, we're, we're not unrealistic with our expectations. And it's really not hard to abide by those expectations. So when you love it, when you love to be there, and you love the people that you're around, and you love what you're doing, it's easy, and it's not a chore. It's not a, a job. It's not something you dread to do. You wake up and you look forward to it. That's what we want. Yeah, and if you guys want more information, like I said, I have a link on the show description. You guys can click on it and find out some more. And I'll say if it if it sounds like it's not for you, it's okay. You can still do it because OC Ghosts and Legends also offers tours, lockdowns, and, and other things that you can do where you don't have to be a part of the team. So talk about the, those events that you you guys also do. Exactly. I, l- I love that you said that because, you know, not everyone – can commit, one, to being an investigator. Two, they don't have the patience to be an investigator. And three, you know, people may be enthusiastic about it, but doesn't mean they want to actually dive into the field. And that's kind of how I I categorize people, uh, especially people who do apply. We get applications all the time. This is an an ongoing thing. Um, And you can quickly really weed out people who I consider more of enthusiasts, which Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with being an enthusiast. Everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people are into it, but they don't want to do the job. They don't want to do the work, and that's great. And then there are people who really are invested and really do want to explore it. So we can kind of weed those people out for the most part. Um, but for those who are enthusiasts and don't want to do that job, uh, that's why we do tours. We do public tours and lockdown events 
the tours are great for people who've never done anything like this before. Um, our tours are a different approach. It, we, we don't have any gimmicks. We don't do any costumes. We are there to share our experiences, share, of course, the legends, the stories, talk about what's what's fact, what's bogus, um, and also share some concepts of you know, maybe this is happening because of A, B, and C. Um, you know, think for yourself. You can take that information and do what you want with it. And it's a great starting point for people. And for those who really find that they like it, they can kind of make their way up to what we call one of our lockdowns. And that's when you get to partake in a, an investigation. You have the equipment. We guide you through it. Uh, it's as authentic as it can possibly be. Um, we keep things as intimate as possible and keep uh, the number of people as reasonable as we can so that people can feel like they're in an authentic investigation. And uh, it's just a different step up and a different experience. So we try to give a flavor for everyone, and we think we accomplish that between our tours and our lockdown events. Are, are they year-round or is it just a certain date? We are year-round. Our tours year-round. Uh, our lockdown events are year-round. Uh, wintertime, we typically kind of slow down so that everyone can kind of be with their families and kind of uh, get a breath of fresh air and, and kind of recuperate from the year. Um, but we take on-demand requests all the time. But we do have a, a, a heavier season, and things will really start picking up uh, for us with more events starting in March and April and usually till uh, end of November is when we put on most of our events. Yeah, I was going to say just a wild guess, but I would imagine maybe around October might be a busy time for you guys. Oh, yeah, you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, October is is busy season. I I don't mean this in in a wrong way, but I consider October hell month. It's just, (laughs) um, it's our favorite month. It's great, but it's non-stop we just have so much going on in halloween and as i like to say ghosts don't just come out on halloween so we tell people you know don't wait for halloween don't wait for october to come and do this come on out we are doing this all the time ghosts don't care what season it is so um yeah but yes october is a very very busy time of the year yeah, and I'm with you there. I mean, the listeners know. To me, Halloween—that's my Christmas. That—that's my holiday. So, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. With that. Right, right, and I get it. It's it's a vibe. It's a you know that season and and fall and uh, it, it's it's definitely that energy. And I understand that. And I love fall as well. But you know what? Uh, I think people should take advantage of the, the quote unquote off season and get in there while it's not, you know, a lot busier with more people. Get in there and, and take advantage of uh, intimate environments as much as possible. I just moved here from, from San Francisco. So, I mean, I've been here before in Anaheim, but I, now I'm a resident of Orange County. And most people, when they come down here, it's for Disneyland. They have this little thing now, the Star Wars thing. So Disneyland is packed. Right now, you can't get in there. Perfect time to take a OC Ghosts and Legends tour or a lockdown or something. Just throwing that out there, just saying.
Uh, yeah, I, I gotta thank you for that plug. I definitely, I definitely agree. People can contact us anytime. So I think over the over time, people know that we're always here. We're not just a seasonal operation. But when we're not doing tours and events, we are out there. We are out in the field. We are conducting investigations that may or may not be publicized. So we're always working. Now I have it. I have a on the show description. But go ahead and give it to them. Give them the website, social media, everywhere where they can follow you guys. Yeah, uh, people can find us at ocghostsandlegends.com. People can find us on all the things that includes Instagram, OC Ghosts and Legends, uh, Twitter, uh, OCGL Paratine. Uh, I, I mentioned, OC, I mentioned uh, Instagram. We got YouTube, OC Ghosts and Legends. We are on every platform, so I encourage everyone to come and follow us and see what we're up to. Yeah, and I'm sure it's on the website, but if somebody's listening and they're wondering, is the tour, are they appropriate for families or is there an age range? We are, you know, all the time we are family friendly and, you know, we're, we're not out scaring people. We're not in costumes, no gimmicks. So, uh, we do have kids that come out, but certain venues, uh, if they are something that may be in a more remote location our black star canyon does have an age minimum requirement uh we don't typically have anyone under the age of 12 Uh, of course if they are uh, with a parent or a guardian you know the parents responsible for them and that's okay everything is family friendly but um we we do typically advise a certain age for our lockdowns especially because you're on your feet for a long period of time. These lockdowns are a minimum of four to five hours. So we don't really recommend it for young kids as they may get a little bit tired as the night wears on. Yeah, so there you go. So it's And adults too. Yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, some, some of us get tired too. <laughs> yeah, so it's Chris August, the executive director, lead investigator for OC Ghosts and Legends. I have everything, again, linked up on the show description. Chris, thanks a lot. And that, like I said, now that I'm, a, that I'm here in the OC myself, I'm definitely going to take a lot of your tours. And, and hopefully we get a chance to meet somewhere out there at either on a tour or just some event or so, somehow we get we get a chance to meet in person that would be great henry you're welcome anytime thanks a lot chris all right thank you so before introducing you to the next paranormal group i'm going to introduce you to something that you should definitely think about especially if you're over here in southern california and you you've been wanting you've been hearing stories about northern california's paranormal history this is the place to go virginia city paracon is one of the most well-known uh, paranormal conventions it's on its 10th year it's celebrating 10 years this year so the first weekend in may may 1st 2nd and 3rd in virginia city obviously is the 10th annual virginia city paracon i'm going to be there we're going to be broadcasting live well we'll record a live we'll be broadcasting we'll record the show live so you guys can go out there meet me and watch me do our thing also we'll be there patty nagri who's been here on the show the yates a lot of old friends of our bridge of marquard of course, my paranormal consultant, Doug Carnahan, he puts the whole thing together. He'll be there, of course. Also, Mike Casey, Dr. Jeff Dwyer, a lot of you have heard him on here. And also, those of you who listen to the Geek Speak Show, you, you're very familiar with Dr. Jeff Dwyer. And Bender, who else is going to be out there? Barry Conrad's going to be there, Mike Casey. Also, Father Sebastian, He, I haven't met him. He's over here in the Los Angeles area. He's actually one of the new ones that goes to one of these Northern California conventions. So it, it will be pretty cool to check him out. And Stefan Brigati, he's he's a good friend. He's been at, at some of the ones we've done before. But the bi- the biggest thing, yeah, it's a convention. You get to hear from everybody and their experiences and their investigations. 
and their whatever their specialty is you get to hear them speak speak about it but that night saturday night it ends in investigation this is what is what every paranormal researcher loves to do investigate and there's three locations very very haunted locations virginia city is a very 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 haunted city i can tell you that and when i went there last year we had we recorded we captured a ton of activity so uh i'm not guaranteeing that you guys will but i can guarantee you won't if you don't go so get your tickets right now vcparacon.com and get all the information on there something may change some of the guests may have to reschedule because of their schedule i'll let you guys know as we get closer but you can find out everything including the tickets at vcparacon.com paranormal perception continues And so now let me introduce you to the second paranormal group. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to a lot of them because, like I said, I just moved here. So I'm going to be, in, it's an introduction to me also as, as we go along. So you guys get to meet them. I get to meet them. So here's the next one. The next one is called Haunted Orange County. You can go to hauntedoc.com for all the information. Yes, I have it linked up on the show description. You guys can just click on the name. It'll take you right there. On to talk about it is Charles Spratley, who is a historian, he's an author, and he's also the lead tour guide for Haunted Orange County. Charles, welcome to Paranormal Perception. Ah, uh, good morning to you. Good morning. I have to thank, thanks for coming on. So so first, let's, let's talk about, like I said, I just moved here to, to Orange County, so I, I was I was a little bit familiar with, 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 the, with the history of Orange County, not too familiar with the haunted history of Orange County, so talk a little bit about the haunted history of Orange County. Well, one of the things that's very interesting is that Orange County is a lot of like um, other places that um, have history. And whenever you have a certain amount of history, you're always going to have some kind of paranormal imprint on it as well. Um, Anywhere really that is steeped in history, what a lot of people don't realize is that this section of Orange County has really been settled um, by Europeans since the mid-1700s. So, of course, uh, not only does it have its history, but it also is known for its ghosts. Yeah, and one one thing that, I mean, when people think, especially about Anaheim, when you think Orange County, you think Anaheim. And, and when you think Anaheim, you especially think Disneyland. One thing I, I am familiar with, and it, it's kind of surprising, may surprise some people, is actually Disney and Disneyland has a, a little bit of a haunted history to it also, doesn't it? Disneyland is actually known for its ghosts. Um, I actually used to work in the park. For a while, and um, and uh, we actually used to talk about some of the ghost stories that were associated with the park, and a couple of the rides that are known to be haunted. Yeah, I mean the obvious is what, you mean the haunted mansion. Well, yeah, that that's one of them. I've heard those stories also, but I mean, what what other stories besides the haunted mansion are there for Disneyland? Um, well, basically, uh, over where they have the Star Wars uh, meet and greet and the Marvel area um which used to be the old america sings ride mm-hmm. uh in the early years of the park there was actually a tragic accident there in which a, a cast member was killed and because of that they believe that that ride is actually important as well as uh several others including big thunder mountain and tom Sawyer's island so i mean and and, and i've heard that uh, well you can tell me as having been a, a cast member before if something like that happens, uh, there I heard. I remember where I heard it, where I read it, but I, uh, supposedly 
Disney does not want anyone to pass away in the park. So how do they, how do they handle it? How can you how can you not have somebody pass away in the park? Well, how do you, um, that's an impossibility, actually. Of course, <laughs> nobody wants somebody to pass in somebody else's house, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's never going to happen. You know, there are accidents. There are, um, you know, people pass, unfortunately. Um, it, it, I'm not going to say how many people. I don't know exactly how many people will pass, but um, accidents happen. Also natural, stroke, heart attack, stuff like that. So it. It'll happen. Yeah, and the the like I said, there's a lot of stories. It could be an entire episode by itself. So we will get away it, from it Disney. Certainly could. You are opening up a can of worms. And yeah, you are ready for it. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'd love to talk about it sometime. Yeah, well, we definitely have to have you back because I actually have a friend also who used to work there, and he's told us actually a few of the stories. So uh, we were gonna have to. Yeah. I mean, in October, there's a little holiday, you paranormal perception listeners, I think you, you guys like. So maybe we'll have Charles come back and everybody come back and share the haunted Disneyland story. So let's talk about you, well, now, actually. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, now that you're in the area, we should go to the park together and talk about the stories while we're in the park. Absolutely. That's actually a new... T- no, I don't think that lets you. I was going to say that. There's a new tour for, for Haunted OC, but I don't think they let, you, they let you do that. No, no, no. But it would be something that we could... I like taking people when we talk about the ghost stories of uh, Disneyland or wherever and actually take them to the places because it gives them like a physical understanding of what we're talking about. That's a deal. I'm literally down the street from Disneyland. So, yeah, I would definitely have to do that with you. Um, so we will work it out. Yeah, so let let's talk about you actually. Uh, how did how did how did your interest in the paranormal, or how, how did how did it all begin? Your 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 any 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 interest in the paranormal that you had was it an experience? How did it all begin? Um, you know, I can't imagine a time when I really wasn't interested in the paranormal. Um, I grew up on ghost stories even as a child, and. Um, I think even if you were to talk to my mom, my mom would say at the top that this wasn't right in the head. <laughs> but um, I, I've always been fascinated with the paranormal and ghost stories, and I love researching ghost stories and how um, looking at them from a historical context. And um, I first became interested in actually doing tours in general when I started working for a famous company down in San Diego, I'm originally from San Diego. And then uh, after that, I worked for the San Diego Historical Society, which I had a chance to work in several places that were known for their activity. And then I opened up my own tour company and I ran that for several years. And then I moved up to Orange County. And when I, uh, uh, there I met uh, Ernie Alonzo, who actually had a website on just ghost stories of Old Town Orange. And we got together, and I said, you know, this would make an absolutely fantastic tour, and that's been ten years ago, and we're going strong. So, so when you when you started this, the interest, I guess, it's, it's more doing the tours, or, or are you more into the uh, the research part of, of the paranormal? I I am um, I'm the biggest nerd ever. <laughs> I really am. I am I am a I am a history person through and through. In fact, I have a great T-shirt that says I'm a historian, which means I find you only interesting if you're dead. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I I love looking at history. I'm big on cultural history. Um, that's why I'm so um, excited about doing things like Latino legends and more, mm-hmm. um, and other lectures. 
but uh, I really like looking at things and then um, actually looking at um, the stories of the reported phenomenon and putting them together with the history. Yeah, I, until you said that, I actually ne- I never thought of it, and I don't know why not, because it's like, hello, common sense. Uh, every Anyone who curates a museum, history museum especially, or anybody that has anybody to do with history, a historian, like, like you said, I, I would imagine they would just naturally gravitate towards anything paranormal, because there's got to be some paranormal history, especially like in Civil War history or, or anything like that. So it's kind of surprising that... Not a lot more historians are also paranormal researchers or or have some interest in the paranormal. Well, um, it, there are two different types of historians, really. Um, just like uh, I look at it also as like a field of like people who deal in medicine. Um, you run into a lot of doctors that are also atheists, but you also run into doctors that are very spiritual mm-hmm. in nature. And sometimes like certain historians, they're just kind of like, oh, they're just things. I mean, they're important things, but they're just things. They don't think about them. Um, anything that's known for its, its paranormal or for um, its, uh, its historical precedence in uh, looking at anything that might possibly be paranormal. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, so, you, so you mentioned Ernie, Ernie Alonzo. He, he actually couldn't be on with us because he, uh, he's, he's a little busy. But talk about how both of you guys met and, and how you, you, you got together and, and made Haunted OC what it is now. Um, well, Ernie is haunted OC. Um, he's, he's the admin portion. He's the think tank. Um, he comes up with a lot of the really fantastic ideas that we have. And I, I kind of like jokingly refer to myself as a hammer and the whole world is a nail. <laughs> um, you know, he kind of like t- gives me ideas or I come up with ideas myself and we start flushing them out. It's, uh, it's very interesting how we actually met is uh, strictly by accident. Um, I was actually working at Disneyland at the time, and uh, I was working on an attraction in the park, and I was talking to one of the other cast members there, and I told him about, you know, I used to run a ghost tour company in San Diego, and I have a book about ghost stories of San Diego, and, um, and I've always been fascinated with it, and he looked at me and he goes, you got to meet my cousin, Ernie. And uh, just like a couple weeks later, I met Ernie in Old Town Orange. And that's actually how Hunter Orange County really took off right from there. So it was like the force willed it. It, 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 it was supposed to happen. Yeah, no. And, um, and uh, Ernie's cousin um, is actually a fantastic guy. And, and uh, I see him every once in a while. And, um, and, um, it, it's really, it's kind of like a strange trip that it's been, but it's been a fantastic ride for the past 10 years. Yeah, so, so I'm going to have you talk about the, the tours and everything you guys offer in, in just a second, but as far as the tours go, uh, what what is the goal that, that you and Ernie have with, with the tours? Is it just for entertainment, or do you hope somebody uh, gets some uh, paranormal information out of it, or what, what, is, what is the goal of, of, of the tours? Um, well, it's really both. Um you know, because uh, it's one of the things that's very interesting is that I, I usually do like a, a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for on it? Um, like a little bit of a, I front load people, asking people like who here believes in ghosts. And sometimes I've actually given ghost tours to people that are not interested in ghosts at all, hmm. um, <laughs> which is which is a tough sell. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, say a tough crowd. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, and I, I'll be asking them then, like, why are you here, you know? Um, <laughs> but a lot of people sometimes, they take our tour because they're interested in the history. Um, but uh, I do, one of the things I do like to do is I like to give people the ghost stories associated with these these, these absolutely famous and uh, sometimes out-of-the-way places um, in hopes that maybe that they'll think about them in a little bit of a different light now. And perhaps, you know, and that's, that's another thing, too, is I get a lot of people to say, hey, is something going to happen on my tour? Um, chances of that are extremely unlikely. Yeah. And quite simply because just the small amount of time that we're going to be at a location. I mean, I, I'm sure you've been involved in paranormal investigations and stuff like that. The hundreds of hours that it de- you have to dedicate towards mm-hmm. just one location. And we're there for, what, uh, 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... But I do hope that, you know, that people would think about this location that maybe they might want to come back in hopes of experiencing something themselves. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, I've said it before, and, and uh, paranormal investigators I've had on the show, they've come on and they've confirmed that. We always say, spirits, they're not performers. They're not going to come out just because you say, you knock on the door or do this or touch my shoulder. They they don't, they don't, that's not how it works. And I know a lot of the television yeah. shows, it seems like it is. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> And, and yeah, I've done I've done investigations. Uh, we've shot some uh, TV pilots, and we I'll tell you the truth. We've been there, even though the shows are like a half hour or even an hour long. We spent a month sometimes at the location, and, and there are a lot of times when we got nothing. So, so yeah, it, 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 you can't guarantee that something's gonna pop out like that. Yeah, no. It. Um, I get a lot of people that ask, you know, what is you know, like paranormal investigation, what's it like? I go, it is probably the most tedious thing you've ever done. <laughs> it is watching dry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always say if you're going, especially if you're going like, like with, well, on, on one of you guys' tours, or if you're going in the group investigation, uh, like at a Paracon, a convention or something like that, that's cool because it's the, the friendship that you make out there. It, it's not, yeah, you, you might catch something, but really it's the people that you meet that and the, and the friendships that you create when you're doing that. You, I mean, you guys are there for the same thing. So, uh, take advantage of that. Make some meet some people who are interested in the paranormal, like you are. Yeah, make some great relationships, and, yeah. and I have over the years. It's really interesting to people that you meet. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was actually smiling when, when you were saying, like, when you were you were asking, like, well, why are you here if you don't believe in it? I, not with this show, but with the other show that I do, I cover like San Diego Comic Con, and over there, a lot of people are there, and I hear them saying, you know, I don't even like Star Wars. I don't like comics. I don't, and I'm the same way. Well, why are you here? But with the paranormal specifically, I, I want—I think the past six, seven years, I've noticed uh, more of an acceptance is the word I keep using of the paranormal. It's not as taboo mm-hmm. as it was before, where if you if you want to talk about it, well, he's nuts. There's something wrong with him. Now there's more of an interest. Uh, to you, what do you? Why do you think that is? Why do you think there's more of an acceptance of the paranormal now? Um, I think maybe, maybe a little bit about, um, media, you know, what, what popular media is doing. Um, of course, you know, what is it? How long has it been since, you know, shows dealing with ghosts? I mean, what, insert stuff in the early 1970s. Mm -hmm. Um, but the one thing is, I, I think it's very important is that, you know, I wish I could say, Hey, we're becoming more progressive. But when it comes to things like the paranormal and stuff like that, maybe I think people are becoming more progressive 
there, people are becoming more aware of it because they're not becoming more progressive, but they're becoming more aware of it because they're actually becoming more traditional. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things that people don't think about. Like one of my favorite times to tour and give a ghost tour, especially of old town orange and as, um, is Christmas time. And people are like, I mean, of course, Halloween is great. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Halloween, Halloween. But um, Christmas time is a great time for me. And people are like, why do you like to do ghost stories at Christmas time? I'm like, because what's like the best story of all of Christmas? It's a Christmas carol, right? Yeah. Which is a freaking ghost tour, which is a ghost story. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people don't think about it, but the time of Victorians, especially Victorian England and Victorian America, um, wintertime was a time you hunkered down and you sat around the fire and you told stories. Story, yeah. And one of the best things that people used to tell, especially at nighttime, was ghost stories. And so I think that there's a certain resurgence of the 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 desire to tell these stories. They're they're a great form of communication. Yeah, yeah, I I, I argue with that. I mean, there 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 might be a lot of reasons why. I mean, yeah, the the, the TV shows, the media that that could play a part of it. But you know, as I've said many times on the show, and, and a lot of researchers that they've also said on the show, those are a mixed bag because yes, there's some. Some are pretty good, and they do show you a little bit of the tediousness when you go out to research when nothing really happens. But the, but then there's other ones that just take it over the top, and I think that's what 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 makes people go out like, oh, it's cool. We're gonna put on the black T-shirt, and we're all gonna be like, oh, dude, something touched me. Oh, oh, oh my god! And that's not how it, yeah. how it happens when you yeah. go out there. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that's very it's very funny that uh, I, I feel like there are certain days when people are like, well, you're not legitimate or something like that. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a black t-shirt with an obscure <laughs> acronym on it. Yeah. Um, you know, that has, that has the word paranormal in it. Um, well, you know, you and Ernie, you guys yeah. have to get the black t-shirts, the, the sunglasses and put that picture on your website. Then you'd be legitimate to them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would, I think that would definitely legitimize us more. <laughs> not really. No. Um, <laughs> you know, in fact, I, I myself, I wear like Victorian style clothing, Hmm. Um, when I'm out with people, because I think what it does is it adds to the story. Yeah. So let let me have you talk about about specifically now about the tours that you guys offer with the Haunted OC, and then we'll get into the uh, next Saturday's Latino Legends dinner. Uh, but talk about the the tours that you guys offer through Haunted OC. Um. Well, uh, what it originally started out with uh, Orange County, and then after that we went to uh, Santa Ana. Down, which is uh, downtown Santa Ana area, which is very rich history. Um, and then uh, we got the, we actually uh, came across a, a, a great guide by the name of Joel, and we started running Black Star Canyon, uh, which has been known for its paranormal activity for at least um, 120 years. Mm. And uh, and then we, our latest tour is. Um, San Juan Capistrano, okay. which is which is actually one of the oldest uh, communities in California. Yeah, yeah, and and like as you mentioned, that their their year round is not just uh, you don't have, you guys don't have a time for the tours. No, we no, we we run year round. You know, sometimes we'll only do like maybe two tours a month, and sometimes we're touring every weekend. It, do you do private tours, or is it all public tours? 
We do public tours and we do private tours. And uh, depending on our personal schedule, we give tours during the day and night. Um, I actually gave just very recently a fantastic tour to a bunch of lawyers down in San Juan Capistrano last week. And we had an absolutely fabulous time. Yeah. And that was during the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's the other thing is, are the tours during the day, during the night or both or when, when, when are the tours? Um, well, I would say about 90, 90% of the tours do take place at night. Um, most of our tours actually start at 8 p.m. Um, if we are having a very busy time of the year, especially in the late September, October, we will actually run like an 8 o'clock tour and then a 10 o'clock tour. Um, Friday the 13th, sometimes I will run a special 10.30 tour, which will actually end us straight at midnight mm-hmm. on Friday the 13th. And uh, But uh, every once in a while, we do do a daytime tour, especially San Juan Capistrano, because... Uh, the mission itself is only open during the day, so I like to take our guests into the mission and talk about the ghost stories of the mission while we're in the mission. Yeah, so, so definitely, I, I got to go go to those. Take my son; he loves history. I think he he he'll be your biggest fan. <laughs> he, he loves history, also. Well, I would love to, I would love to give you a tour. I'll give you a private tour. Would love that. Appreciate that. Um, is there is there an age limit you guys put on the tour, or, or is it any age? No. No, there isn't an age limit. Um, you know, and in fact, I leave it to the parent to show um, show a little bit of foresight. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I have a screaming child. Maybe not a good idea for a ghost tour. Yeah. Or I have a I have a very small child that doesn't like to stay up late at night. Probably not good for a ghost tour. So even though we don't have an age limit, and we I I would say we are family friendly. Um, I do leave it to the parent to um show show a little bit of uh, you know you know your child best exactly i was gonna say as a parent it's basically you know your child you know if, you, if they can handle it or not yeah yeah you know it's like i don't recommend probably smaller children going onto our black star tour because there's a lot of walking involved yeah and stuff so yeah but it's all up to them so let's it's it, it's on the website it's it's sold out as we speak but you guys are gonna you're gonna you're gonna wish there were tickets available. Let's talk about the the one you guys have coming this Saturday as we're recording. It's called the Latino Legends and Lore Dinner and Lecture. Talk about the, how you guys came up with that and what what it entails. Well, um, I actually ended up talking about this probably within our, like our second year of um, when we came up, but um, I I talked about it only briefly and. Um, and I really wanted to do something that uh, connected with the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, you know, um, Orange County has, has a large Latino community. And I myself am actually very fascinated with, uh, from growing up in San Diego and stuff with many different cultures. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually, myself, I like to look at ghost stories and stuff like that from a certain cultural perspective which a lot of other people don't like to do. A lot of people like to do only what we like to call Western European ghosts. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and when I say that the, our concept of ghosts, spirits, poltergeists, stuff like that, but I like to look at it. Well, how do other cultures look at the paranormal? How do they look at ghost stories and, um, and how their culture and their history influences their ideas on that? 
Yeah, and I've always said, um, no, I've always said, I, I wondered why no one ever really, co- not even the TV shows, they don't cover the, the Latino culture, because being Latin myself, I know that there is a very, haunt, there there is a very supernatural side to the Latino culture. And it, it, yes, it's very religious, but they're, they're known for that. But with that also, I mean, for example, um, uh, the, the city in Mexico where I was born, it's considered one of the most haunted cities, and I've, and I've heard so many stories there. Personal stories from my own family, but then also uh, like like I mean I guess you could call them urban legends, but there but there is so much so much lore. And most people, yeah, I know now they know La Llorona, they know Chupacabra, th- things like that. But there's so many other things. So I'm, I'm so I'm glad that you're doing this, and I hope you're covering a lot of stuff that people may not be familiar with. Well, and that's that's exactly what I want to do um, because again, you are so correct. The, especially the Latino culture, it's so rich. Yeah. And and um, ghost stories and mythology and 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 mythos in general. So my intention is actually to cover a lot of like how we have the idea of like you know like uh, probably one of the things that I think people are very interested in, you know, like from ghost stories that they might be familiar with, is you know the the cocoa. Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah. they call it the Okuku. It depends on where you're coming, you know, what, what your culture and stuff like El that. Kukui. yeah. Um, that originally comes from Portugal. Yeah, really? You know, and so it's interesting that when we look at things as, you know, Latino culture, um, we could really look at is what are we talking about? Are we talking about something that is indigenous uh, Mexico? Are we talking about something that comes from uh, um Spain, Portugal, Mesoamerica in general. Um, And so that's one of the things I want to break down. I mean, it's like really interesting when people are like, oh, yeah, you know, the Chupacabra. And I'm like, you know, the first Chupacabra is actually from Puerto Rico. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of people are familiar with that. And and so that's one of the things I like to talk about is is just the vastness of uh, the Latino culture simply based off of its geography. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mentioned it, but I, I, I also don't don't want to say too much because you know some of these some of these TV networks they 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 tend to well I'll say borrow not steal borrow some ideas and I've actually with my multimedia company I've been thinking about doing a show covering that specifically I can tell you more details off the air but uh, definitely the, the, like you said there is a very 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 rich supernatural side to the uh, to Latino cultures so I'm glad you yeah. I would- I would love to. I would love to explore that with you. Yeah, I really would. Definitely. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk about it some more. Um, uh, so th- there, that that one, like I said, unfortunately, it is sold out. I mean, not shocked. It is sold out. It, this is the first time you guys do this one, right? Um, that one. Um, like I said, I touched on it very briefly, but that was like eight years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm really expanding on it and bringing it back because I really think it's important to talk about um, because I did a lecture series at uh, Chapman University in Orange uh, during the um, the summertime. And I, um, again, talking about different cultures, I looked at how um, Yen and the Middle Eastern culture looked at ghosts and stuff like that. And that's one of my things that I want to do is I really want to look at how um, other cultures look at ghost stories, the paranormal, etc. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I should so like. Don't say that's something I plan I've, on doing that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that that's something I've covered here on the show. And, and it is very interesting how I also use the word sad because it's very interesting how other the rest of the world, other cultures, 
view the paranormal, the afterlife. But for some reason, it's always us. It's still us who we 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 know it's there and i said there's more of an acceptance now but we it, there is still a little bit of a taboo and we don't want to go all the way we don't really it's there but we don't want to really we want to talk too much about it so yeah that would be interesting to the to, to cover that to talk about that the uh, how how other cultures see uh supernatural ghosts and all that yeah and especially you know where we're at and stuff like that i think latino legends and lore and ghost stories and stuff like that is is an amazing thing to talk about and you know it's like air it out and bring it out in the open it's like okay guys let's talk about this because um a lot of things like um like one of the things i'm I'm definitely going to talk about is the santa muerte Mm -hmm. and and that was always like something that you that was a kind of like in a hushed tones all the way up until the 20th century and I'm like, let's let's talk about it because it's very it's it's like it's been part of your culture for so long, but nobody wanted to talk about it. I'm like, let's talk about it. Very very uh, Latino, I would say, because you know, in the family, you've got something that you, know, you everybody knows, but you don't talk about. So very 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 much like he <laughs> would be. Everybody's got everybody's got a big old closet they don't want to air out. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that that's a that's a great one. I mean, I, I obviously it's sold out, so I I'm, unfortunately I won't be able to go to that one. But are you gonna do this one again, or any, any other special events with Haunted Scene? I, I, I really want to do this again, and um, I know that we're going to be doing um, probably a ser- another series of lectures coming up, um, probably this summer again. Mm-hmm. And um, if we do, I'll I'll probably add that to the schedule of the series of lectures just simply based on its on its popularity yeah and um people's desire to attend yeah yeah i mean like i said it's a sold out event so obviously there's there's an interest so I, yeah i think this is definitely one that you guys are going to do again so give them website social media everywhere they can follow you and find out what what's coming up well um you of course can follow us on instagram and facebook uh, but also, uh, a lot of people just simply go to our uh, main page, which is hauntedoc.com. Yeah, very simple. And again, just click on on the show description on their name, and it'll take you right to there. So Charles Bradley, he he's the, uh, the historian. The he's an author. He's also the lead tour guide uh, for Haunted Orange County, along with Ernie. So Charles, thanks a lot for coming on. I have a feeling that we're going to hear you on paranormal perception a lot more in, in the future and definitely looking forward and i gotta take you up on on that uh disneyland haunted tour that gotta we gotta do that sometime i would love to do it with you so thank thanks a lot charles thank you and one more reminder before we get out of here vcparacon.com virginia city paracon the 10th annual this year i will be out there the show will be out there if you guys get to go Come on over, say hi. If you want, you can sit down and share some of your experiences, and we'll hear you on a future episode of Paranormal Perception. Next week, I will be back. I'll bring somebody else to give you a new perception on the paranormal. Follow Paranormal Perception on Twitter at ParaPerceptShow and on Instagram at Paranormal Perception. And watch our videos on Vimeo.com slash Paranormal Perception. Paranormal Perception. Paranormal Perception was conjured by the audio wizards at 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC.